0: Alright, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. It is Monday. We love Mondays, don't we? And, uh, yeah, what what an interesting time it is to be alive. And I know every single one of you out there are thinking the, the same exact thing, that it is an interesting time to be alive. This week is going to mark a busy week for me. I will be heading to Texas, the great state of Texas, at the end of the week. Uh, We are doing a uh, festival down there this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, called the Reckoning Fest 2022 Uncensored. We're going to have a uh, massive amount of really good speakers that are going to be there. And uh, as well as myself, I'm going to be one of the speakers there, which is pretty cool. We're going to have, I don't know if you guys ever heard this lady, her name's Laura Logan. Have you guys ever heard of Laura? Yeah, I'm going to be... You know, sharing the stage with Laura Logan. We got Mike Lindell. We got uh, David Nino Rodriguez, who is uh, one of my good buddies here. Nino, he's a former heavyweight boxer. Um, Golden Gloves, amazing human being. Mel Kay, uh, good friend of mine. And um, we got, to, uh, you know, attorney Thomas Renz. We got Dr. Mark Sherwood. I should have Mark Sherwood on the show. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. We're going to have Dr. Judy Mikevitz Dr. Stella Emanuel, Pastor Greg Locke, Melissa Redpill, Trennis Evans from uh, January 6th. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you guys ever knew, uh, heard of this guy, Wano Savin. Wano Savin, yeah, we, uh, I helped book him and it's going to be a great time. If you're going to be in Texas this weekend, I know I'm. you guys are 3,000 miles away, but just go to ReckoningFest.com, ReckoningFest.com, and use that ambassador code, Redpill. Um, and uh, I will be speaking on Saturday there. With, oh, and Mike Adams, by the way, is going to be doing a live, uh, uh, a recorded Zoom. So he's going to be sending a message to everybody there, Mike Adams, for, uh, the health ranger over there. So really cool. I'm, I'm excited about this, but i got a long drive ahead of me Thursday morning or Friday morning to, to get there. But uh, it's pretty cool as well because uh, I found out that uh, my former boss from the military, uh, my, my, my former master chief, uh, lives just outside of there and so he's going to stop in and say hi which is going to be pretty cool you know it's uh i reminisce a lot about uh my former days in the military and uh i'll tell you it's one of those things that uh you hate it while you're in but you miss it when you're out right you you for, you forget the level of structure and discipline that is needed whether it's the Navy, Marine Corps, Army, whatever, you you forget about the structure and discipline that's instilled within your life when you do something like that. And uh, man, I I miss it sometimes. I miss the smell of the ocean. I miss uh, looking at the stars on a, a new moon in the middle of the ocean, hundreds of miles away from any land. Oh my goodness. If you have never done that, put it on your bucket list. Take a boat out to the middle of the ocean, hundreds of miles away from any land, on a new moon where there's no moon in the sky, and just look at the stars. There is nothing like it in this world. I can guarantee you that. Well, starting the week off correctly, I guess. Dr. Fauci to step down by the end of the year. You know, I, I wonder... I wonder if this has anything to do with the midterm elections. I was just talking to Bob about this. And I said, you know, the fact that Fauci is stepping down, this could be um, an indication that the Democrats don't see the possibility of them winning this next election. We had Mike Lindell's symposium this last weekend. There is some really, really good um, information put out there, especially from cyber experts and people who worked directly with the software Um, software programs that operated on the 2020 election who came out and said that 100% absolutely stolen they have the evidence but they were under gag order um, and under NDAs to where they couldn't release the information that's one of the reasons that Mike Lindell has held on to this terabytes of information is because of that so hopefully we'll be seeing some of that coming out sooner than later But Dr. Fauci to uh, to step down by the end of the year. He's 81 years old. He served almost four decades as director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease. He also made clear in his announcement that he doesn't plan to retire. Uh, While I'm moving on from my current position, I am not retiring. After more than 50 years of government service, I plan to pursue the next phase of my career while I still have so much energy and passion for my field. So are we going to see potentially an office run from Dr. Fauci or maybe a different position within the Joe Biden's illegitimate regime. I wonder, I don't know, but uh, maybe he's just uh, getting out of the, the, the limelight as Republicans are about to come in. It's uh, an interesting timing on his behalf, right? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. You know, speaking of Dr. Fauci, Uh, This was an article that was posted, and something that we all know. Did you know that in, like, 1978, um, the amount of cases of autism was about 1 in 4,000? In 1990, that was 1 in 1,000. In 2000, it was 1 in 80. In 2020, it is almost 1 in 30. To me, that doesn't sound like... uh, a, a random coincidence. It sounds more like an epidemic. It, it sounds like there's something that's happening to children that is causing them to uh, to to get autism or be on the spectrum. There's an article out there. The percentage of children in America who are getting diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is skyrocketing, and many want to know: Are vaccines responsible? Today, 1 in 30 children, or 3.49% of children aged 3 to 17, have some degree of autism. This is according to the latest data from 2020, which was gathered in 2019. Keep in mind that this data does not include COVID-19 vaccines, which were introduced after it was collected. The U.S. National Health Interview Survey, NHIS, conducted a survey of 12,554 children, 410 of whom were discovered to have been diagnosed with autism. The overall prevalence of autism in 2019 was 2.79% increasing to 3.49% in 2020, which represents a 53% increase since 2017, writes Dr. Joseph Mercola. The study also revealed that autism prevalence increased from 2014 to 2016 decrease From 2016 to 2017. Then increase from 2017 to 2020. The stark rise. In autism rates in the US. Is difficult to ignore. But what's driving the increase. Remains a mystery. CDC autism estimates. Uh. CDC autism estimates only include wealthy children, which skews the dating. Mercala calls it a mystery because that is the official story being dispensed by the government. We have been told over and over again that vaccines do not cause autism, but all available evidence points to the contrary. And increasingly more injections have been added to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention's official vaccine schedule. Rates of autism among children have only continued to increase right alongside that expanding schedule. There are also other known triggers for autism, including glyphosate, one of the primary ingredients in Masanto's now bears Roundup herbicide formula, the biggest elephant in the room is vaccines. Vaccines contain toxic metals like aluminum and mercury, th- uh, thermosol, that are known to cause brain damage. These toxins are injected directly into the muscle tissue, bypassing the body's natural barriers that would otherwise catch breakdown and eliminate them when consumed. Autism spectrum disorder, ASD, has been demonstrated to, be, had, to have been accompanied by distorted m- uh, metal homeostasis. The degree to which people are affected by the metal seem to be largely influenced by individual genetic makeup. Mercury is a particular and especially problematic being linked to a causative factor in the variety of pathological conditions, including autism. Keep in mind that some batch flu shots still contain mercury in the form of thermosol. Today, the most commonly used vaccine preservative is aluminum, not thermosol. Mercola notes, adding that, according to the 2018 study, people with autism were found to have high amounts of aluminum in their brains. Aluminum content in the brain tissue in autism was consistently high. One study admitted that the correlation between common vaccines and the ingredients and autism spectrum disorder. Now, this is crazy. So, uh, one, of my, one of my friends, he's an uh, attorney. His name's Greg Glazier. He works with uh, the Children's Health Defense Fund, uh, ran by uh, Robert F. Kennedy. And we know that they've been prolific in getting a lot of this information out there. Um, They did a a multi-year epidemiological study pertaining to the health of vaccinated people versus non-vaccinated people. And these are people that never had vaccinations since the time of childbirth to current date. Um, or had, I think there was less than five vaccines on a schedule, but they never got their their second doses. Uh, so this is people who are a little bit older, as well as never vaccinated their children. And uh, the study is incredibly interesting. It's peer-reviewed, and what it shows conclusive. Are you ready for this? This is crazy. The people who've never been vaccinated, never, ever been vaccinated, never had that shot in their lives, okay, are 99% healthier than everybody else. There's a 1% chance of cancers. It's a 1% chance of heart disease. Absolutely none of them had autism. Where on the the switch here, the people that were were vaccinated have a massive increase in the amount of heart disease, cancers, um, and, and various other illnesses and diseases. As well, these people that were not vaccinated, they very rarely got the flu. They very rarely got sick. They very rarely got food poisoning. They very rarely got any type of illness. Now, isn't that interesting? I mean, you got to think about it for a minute, right? Our current medical society that we have today was derived through a Rockefeller Foundation funded uh, a report known as the Flexner Report. And the Flexner Report really brought about our current kind of pill for every ill medical tyranny that we have in this world and really got rid of the old apothecaries and got rid of the old holistic medicine, the naturopaths, eliminated various different herbs and foods that people utilized for health and instead concentrated them extracted them, and threw them in the pills and gave birth to modern-day Big Pharma. But, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation didn't only fund that, but decades before that, the Rockefeller Foundation funded Margaret Sanger. They also funded massive amounts of different genocide funds Well, I call them genocide funds, but really they're called eugenics. The family courts in the United States in the late 19th century were known as eugenics courts. This is when you could uh, be a high class level person and you could find somebody and you could report them and they would have to go in to a court and the court could castrate them legally. In certain states like Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky... Tennessee, those laws stayed on the books until the mid 1930s. Some until 1951. Take this job you know, after the, the Nazis it, did what they did, they had to change those laws. No Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Took all the I was working for you not. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And yeah, you know, it, it's interesting talking about all this because everybody knows somebody who has been affected by this. And I actually went ahead and, and pulled up this, uh, this report. For those that are wondering, I, I can uh, put this link on redpills.tv under our news section, and I'll post this. It's already posted, but I'll repost it. But the study's called The Controlled Group, a pilot survey of unvaccinated Americans, statistical evaluation of health up- outcomes in the unvaccinated full report. This is done by Joy Gardner, February 9th, 2021. Um, and, uh, you know, this is interesting because we're finding that people were a lot healthier before vaccinations came around. And vaccinations have been around since what? The the mid 1850s, right? The mid 1800s. But they really started to ramp up during the polio scare. Now there's questionability of whether polio was directly related to DDT And the other different pesticides that were being sprayed and utilized, that was utilized as a mechanism to basically mass vaccinate the public. We also had the smallpox vaccinations, which set much of our our legislation, of our legal case law today, for vaccination in the early 1900s. You know, when we start to look at all this, is we got to wonder if this is just just maybe another effect of biowarfare. That was just very early on. We know that these people were massive eugenicists. That they were castrating minorities simply because they believed that they were somehow a superior race. But because they were elitist and globalist. And that when the world became more connected and started to see through their lives they hid their eugenics agenda within the medical system. And I know there's probably doctors out there listening going, No, you're crazy, Josh. This is absolutely absurd. But I want you to truly go think about it. Think about the transition. I was watching a, a documentary last night called Heal on um, the Gaia channel. I was actually watching it on Amazon Prime. You can find it on Amazon called Heal. Um, and, And it's talking about miraculous instantaneous healings. People with stage four colon cancer, breast cancer, brain cancer. Who healed themselves. People who dedicated their lives to health. You know, veggie smoothies and yoga every day or whatever it might be. And still got these nasty diseases. People who had MS. By the way, a little tidbit on that, a a study done in 1998 showed that 30 to 40% of all MS cases are undiagnosed Lyme disease, or Lyme disease that went dormant in your early life and comes back in your later life when your immune system begins to to dwindle. So just uh, an FYI out there. But... Within this documentary, it talks about the power of the mind. It, and this is interesting because I, I'm a strong proponent of prayer, which I also directly correlate to meditation. Meditation and prayer, I believe, are the same thing. Meditation means contemplation, but it's contemplation with the self and God, where prayer is this, this communication, this contemplation with, with God and yourself through yourself and God. In that, you know, Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, Ask, Seek, Find, Knock. Right? Ask, and it shall be done unto you. Seek, and you shall find it. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Now, really what I thought this was about was about prayer. That this was about utilizing the mind in connection with God, aligning your mind with God to bring about that which you wish to seek within this universe, within this world, within your life. And that healing is a part of that. Dr. Bruce Lipton has shown, he I mean, he did the studies on this back in the 1960s, that genes don't decode who you are. They don't tell you who you are, but instead your environment forges those genes to become what they are. But there's a filter that the environment must go through before those genes become expressed. And that filter is your system of belief. Isn't that crazy? And, and Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, and you have many others who've done countless levels of high Ivy League level research, peer reviewed research on this exact topic that your genes in your body express only when the environment puts an influence onto them and that your belief system accepts it. Which means that this is why something called the placebo effect works. People believe that they're getting a pill that will cure them. They take the pill, they get cured, and instead they just had a sugar pill. But their biochemical department in their body decides to create the right chemicals to heal them. Because of the power of the mind of the power instilled with them by the creator and you know human beings have known this for a very long time human beings have been adapted to this knowledge for an incredibly long time within something known as the esoteric mysteries this is where the old apothecaries of the ancient days actually derived from now i'm not going to deny that the apothecaries the hospitalers. There is some type of conspiracy going on there and that they are now modern-day pharma. But there used to be people on this planet who were alchemists, modern-day chemists. And they would go out there and they would test various herbs, various plants, and they would develop various medicines to treat ailments. We've heard multiple stories of this throughout history. And so what happened? Well, commercialization. Centralization. See, when when I think of globalists, I think of centralization of, of power, of a market, of authority. And that's the truth right there. Is what they did is they centralized health to one single authority, government. And that government makes the authority, government makes the choice and decision what is best for your health. You know, nowhere in the Constitution does it give government that authority. And that is actually what Judge Alito said in his majority opinion on Roe v. Wade, is that the government has no right to interfere with the health of an individual. Nothing within the Constitution dictates that the government has the right to mandate another person's health. We talked about this last week as well, that the Constitution protects and preserves your rights, which means that all laws pertaining to the legislation brand, legislative branch must protect and preserve those rights and liberties, not go against them. Oh, man, what a discussion. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Across the sea. Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark to Light show. Excuse me, and we're talking about medical tyranny. (laughs) We're talking about the history. Well, not really too much of the history, just kind of like a basic overview of what got us in this position. Because we we have Dr. Kevorkian, I mean Fauci. Um, leaving here very, very shortly. And we're thinking that he's probably leaving because the Republicans are about to take back the House and the Senate. It's looking very, very bad for the Democrats. Actually, I was just uh, seeing a few articles on this that they're they're in their proposal right now for student loan debt relief, which I've been telling you they're going to do at the end of September, the end of the fiscal year. They're going to come out and say, we don't have enough money to survive. We need to do a bill and they're gonna come out and they're gonna fund Ukraine, they're gonna do student loan debt relief, they're gonna give a big old stimulus check to all the people, and it's gonna be one of the largest spending bills in the world, and people are gonna go, yay, the government gave me money, I love my GBI, global basic income. And people are going to yell and scream and shout, and Biden is doing so great, and he paid off my student loan. That saved me $400 a month, and he gave me $2,000, and the economy is going to burst up in October. And it's going to go, whoa, we're, we're, we're out of this recession. I didn't know we were in a recession. Well, you know, we changed the definition so you wouldn't know, but, you know, hey, now we're out of it. And then November is going to come around. The elections are going to happen, and right after the elections, Wow, wow. That's what's gonna happen with the economy uh, because that's typically what happens with Democrats and liberal policies is uh, it feels good at first. But then things get really bad is they control the narrative and they p- control public sentiment. They control your feelings through influence and manipulation. And see feelings only last. So long before reality settles in. (laughs) It's been their their, their greatest weapon for a very long time. Think about the eight years of Barack Obama. Think about Bill Clinton. You know, in talking about uh, vaccines and the history of the medical world, is uh, one of the, the places that has been tested on massively, In the United States of America, in the sense of new medical technologies, vaccinations, or whatever it might be, has been the United States military. I live in Colorado, and it was really interesting to find out that a whole town in Colorado actually sued the Department of Defense and won because they were testing the effects on radiation poisoning on this entire town through their water supply by leaking, knowingly leaking. Um, radiation, plutonium into the water. I mean, just what what good people those were. Let's just test it on the people. Why not, right? What people? How about the the military base? We could just blame it on a leak later on. That doesn't even go on to tell you how they tested LSD on a whole town in Oregon. Um, How they've tested various other drugs and uh, effects of radiation and other things on people all throughout this country Um, it's been being done for a very long time and see vaccines vaccines are the same you know in the late night in the 1990s and early 2000s it was the anthrax vaccine an experimental vaccine which the supreme court ruled after the fact that a member of the united states military could decline an experimental vaccine. It came about from a lot of these other cases coming forth. Unless, unless the president of the United States gave a direct order to that person to get the vaccine. And and that's like the catch-all right there, right? Now, we had the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, given to many of our members of the military. And many members of our military have, uh, have left service because of this. Um, A lot of them are being effective, incredibly negatively. Um, I don't want to get into too many details, but I I lost my brother-in-law about uh, three months ago. 34 years old, active duty Air Force in the best shape of his life. And uh, passed away from after a stroke and a rare heart condition. If you can put two and two together, I think you understand what that means. And that's not the only story. There's many of those stories out there. Well, what's interesting is that a lot of the military members filed for religious exemptions, and those religious exemptions were 100% denied and given the order directly from the Pentagon to be denied. The Secretary of Defense, Austin, actually came out and promised Congress, oh, don't worry, we're only going to give our military the FDA-approved Cominardi vaccine." Now, for those who don't know, Cominardi vaccine is a marketing brand of which three vaccines fall under. Number one, you have the FDA-approved vaccine, and then there's two emergency use authorization vaccines. And so they put this stuff under the, the umbrella of Cominardi. And they say, we're only gonna give them the FDA-approved Cominardi vaccine. To this date, zero, zilch, Nada service members have received the Comirnaty vaccine, the FDA-approved Comirnaty vaccine. Every single one of them have has received the experimental emergency use authorization vaccine. Now, many DOD whistleblowers in the medical community have come forth. We have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Long, Samantha Long, who came out, and she was the head of uh, the all of... Uh, flight status of all soldiers at Fort Rutger which is uh, an Apache helicopter training center over 4,000 pilots there and she grounded the majority of her pilots she was the one she's actually bioweapon certified by Fort Dedrick she was the one to go out there and test the vaccine initially for Fort Rutger and she came back and said this is a bioweapon and they gag-ordered her and silenced her. And she went to Senator Ron Johnson. Um, as well as uh, Attorney Thomas Renz, who I mentioned before. He's representing multiple members of the military. He went to Senator Tom John- Ron Johnson. But then what happened is Attorney Tom Rentz and Todd Callender. Todd Callender works with Lieutenant Colonel Long. As well as the Children's um, Health Defense Fund with RFK. Um, they received a whistleblower complaint from somebody in the DOD that was working on something known as Project Salus. Now, Project Salus was a five-year review of military members' health. And everything was incredibly good with Project Salus until 2021. Once 2021 happened, they started seeing a massive increase in miscarriages Stillbirths, cancers, strokes, heart attacks. And when I say a massive increase, I'm talking thousands of a percent. 3, 000, oh, it was, sorry, it was a 1,887% increase or something like that of cancers. There was a 987% increase in myocarditis. Myocarditis. There's like a 1,200% increase in strokes in military service members. These are the, the, the top of the line soldiers, sailors, airmen, and guardians. These are the people that are in the best shape of their lives. And the crazy thing is that the age group was between 18 to 35 for the majority of these people. And they brought this to Ron Johnson. And he started asking questions, poking and prodding. They had a, uh, a hearing in the Senate and nobody cared to listen. He sent a letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. No response as of yet. But now I just saw this on uh, John Solomon's site just the news. Key GOP senator presses feds for source of vaccine at military bases as whis- uh, after whistleblower allegations. Nine military officers sent a whistleblower report to Congress regarding questionable source and labeled COVID vaccine appearing at Coast Guard medical clinics. Uh, So Senator Ron Johnson now is pressing the Pentagon, the FDA, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for answers after multiple whistleblowers raised concerns about the provenance of a Comunarty-labeled COVID-19 vaccine shipped to military bases. On Monday, nine military officers from across the branches sent a whistleblower report to Congress regarding the COVID vaccine appearing at the Coast Guard medical clinics. Although labeled Pfizer's fully FDA-approved Comunarty vaccine, the vaccine does not appear to have been manufactured in Belgium as is legally required by the FDA approval letter. According to the whistleblowers, it may actually be the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine that's under emergency use authorization. This is exactly what I just told you. And so now they're trying to throw this other vaccine back into the mix instead of giving people the FDA approved vaccine. Now, why would they wanna do that? Because we are in the age of psychological warfare information warfare, and biological warfare. There is a direct need by the globalists, by the cabal, to take out the United States military from within. See, the military can only legally force service service members to receive vaccines that are fully approved by the FDA, not those under FDA emergency use authorization. However, service members who have been denied realistic exemptions from the military's vaccine mandate are being forced out of the military, despite only emergency use authorization vaccines being made available. On Thursday uh Senator Johnson wrote a letter to the DOD FDA a and CDC regarding the whistleblower complaints asking about the manufacturing location of the vaccine lot delivered to military medical clinics, why the Cominardi labeled vaccine which is supposed to have full FDA approval is listed on the CDC database as a vaccine under emergency use authorization, why the vaccine is labeled as Cominardi if it was created under emergency use authorization, identifying all vaccine lot numbers within Cominardi labeled vaccines that have been sent to U.S. military bases and are in the CDC database. And the reason that they're doing this because it's labeled common. Cominardi is is the marketing brand, it's the marketing umbrella of which Pfizer uses. And underneath that marketing brand, there are three different vaccines, the FDA approved vaccine and then the two emergency use authorization vaccines. But according to Defense Secretary Austin, as well as the military's directive to go ahead and vaccinate people for COVID-19, they can only use the FDA approved vaccine, but they're not. They're sending this other one in there. Why? I'm telling you why. Two years ago, I was telling you why. And I'll tell you why after this. We're going to be right back after a quick break with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And man, I got to put a, like a timer on myself. I talk about one topic and I just go off on these tangents. And uh, it's good information. It's good information. But I never get through all the stuff I want to get through. Oh, my goodness. Well, to wrap it up on the, the vaccine stuff is that, uh, you know, Senator Ron Johnson has been looking at this stuff since February. So six months. And still, no progress. And, um, you know, we have to look at the funding source of the Republican Party as well as the Democrat Party. It comes from Big Pharma. And that's why he's taking his time, but he's also bringing it into the sense of a social issue. Um, But it's sad, because you know what? People are being forced into this bioweapon. Especially our military. Now, back in 2020, when... Trump before the 2020 election, I was talking about this and I, you know, I was very adamant not to get the vaccine and that the vaccine is absolutely 100% a bioweapon. And that was even when Trump was out talking about how good it was. And so with that being said, I made some predictions and I said that this will be forced onto our military. They will be forced out. And what will happen when they force people out is that... People that are military, the DOD, spent millions of dollars in training. People who hold critical positions. And I think it's hard to really grasp that as a civilian and what do I mean there. But think about people who are instrumental in the process, in the training of aircraft, fighter jets. Um, People who are instrumental in our nuclear arsenal. And our weapons systems and our defense systems, you know, it's not so much to just sit in front of a computer and hit a few buttons. That there is massive amounts of training that goes into this stuff, that, and that is involved, and that these people are, you know, have millions of dollars spent on them, and all this years of experience, especially real life ex- experience from Iraq and Afghanistan. And so these are critical components, cogs in the wheel for our military. And I said that the forced vaccination is going to cause a lot of those people to get out of the military, to retire out of the military. And those cr- two critical points are like your 10 and your 20 year period. Um, you know, your 10 year period, you're deciding whether you want to be a lifer or not. But if they're going to force something onto you like that, you'll probably get out. And, and you already have that, um, you know, million dollars of experience already spent on you. But you can take that out to the real world and, and make some good money. And so that's one transitionary point. Um, you know, the other point is when you're like that 18, 19, 20 year point where you can be, you can go in for an early retirement or you could just retire. And that's exactly what they did. And we're seeing a massive amount of military members leaving because of that, as well as being forced out. And then the recruiting goals are less than 50% of, uh, what they predicted, And then we have massive amounts of uh, injuries, adverse effects, and deaths occurring within our military. And so this compromises the integrity of our military. And I said this back in 2020 pre-election, that that this is what the globalists will do because the globalists want to weaken the United States to bring her down to the knees so they can eventually bring her to the point of communism. And that's what I see happening right now is exactly this. But... uh, Fortunately for the United States of America is we have some incredibly amazing patriots and veterans in this country who would lay their life on the line to support and defend this country if there was ever the potential for attack or invasion. And uh, potentially that's what we could see happen as well is, you know, the globalists have to create the scenario to where they pull all able-bodied men out of this country at the right time during a global conflict, and if you have a degraded, and um, uh, if you have a degraded and susceptible military because of what happened with the vaccine, and then all of a sudden a world war breaks out and you're fighting a three fronted war, well, what do you have to do? You have to call back all veterans, you have to call back, or you have to call in the draft, all eighteen to forty five year old men, and that takes out all the major um, protectiveness of this country out of the country. All those gun owners, (laughs) gone one fell swoop. And now what you do is you just rage chaos within the liberal cities, violence, riots, extremism, radicalism, and you allow the United States to start collapsing while the men and women are fighting overseas. And that's kind of how I see it because that is a a prime strategy and methodology if you wanted to really collapse and take down the United States of America through something that I've always called the firestorm event. And so this vaccine plays directly into this. And so now we're seeing that the, the DOD is in on it. And that's what happens when you let communists, socialists, globalists infiltrate your people, your country, is you get these scenarios that play out. Now, I don't think there's any reason to be scared. I think everything's going to be all right. I think that uh, people like you and me will rise up, will speak up, will stand up, and we will uh, protest our grievances to our politicians. We'll give them ultimatums, and eventually we will rise up to victory. You know, one small win that we have today Is that uh, the judge, Judge Reinhardt, who uh, signed the the search warrant for Trump Mar-a-Lago, came out and basically told the Biden administration, No, I am not holding this search warrant away from the American people. American people deserve to see what's in the search warrant, which is crazy. I mean, it's a massive turnaround from what we thought would happen. But he must be under immense pressure, especially being in the state of Florida. So that's some good news that came out today. FBI Detroit chief during bungled Whitmer plot sting now runs DC office at Radio mar lago Look at this. Steven D'Antuano De- ran the Detroit field office. When trial testimony alleges it instigated, encouraged and facilitated with the government charges was a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. If you remember Gretchen Whitmer trial, that's going to be happening here very soon, all the people are pointing their finger at that. The FBI is the one that got them all together. The FBI is the one who came out and said that they should kidnap the government governor. The FBI is the one who planned it all, and none of them even wanted to do it. And this Stephen DeAntuano is the guy who headed it, who ran the Detroit field office that authorized it, and what did they do? Oh, they reassigned him to the D.C. office that just oversaw the raid of Mar-a-Lago. See? This is how they operate. Man, we only have a few minutes left. I'm going to have to save this story for tomorrow. Um, This is the story of... uh, of Dugan's daughter, who was just car-bombed. I'm going to talk about it tonight on the Daily Dose, but uh, uh, Alexia Dugan... If you guys don't know who he is, he is the... Uh, Alexandra Dugan, I'm sorry, is the mentor to Vladimir Putin. And this last weekend, his daughter was car-bombed. And Russia is coming out and 100% blaming Ukrainian spy agency that killed his daughter. Now, Alexandra Dugan is a very, very interesting character. I mean, if you go to his Wikipedia page, you're going to see everything from... You know, that he's a a communist, and uh, he's a fascist, and all this stuff. But actually, he's an anti-globalist, and it's really interesting to look into. So we're going to talk about that tonight, but if, uh, if you don't tune in, I'll talk about it tomorrow on the Dark Delight Show. But I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I hope you guys enjoyed this show, and we'll be with you again tomorrow for another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.